What is up, people? How are you this morning? Come on. It's time to wake up just a little bit. Uh, good to be with you guys here. Good to be with you guys online. I am so thankful for the community that God is building here. Uh, and this uh, opportunity just to unpack some vision for us today. Before we do that, I just want to say welcome to everybody. We love having our family here. Uh, we love new people joining in. Again, new people here, new people online. Uh, we want to say thank you for coming and being a part. Uh, if you're new, you're here in the room, in the chair back in front of you, you'll find a connect card or a connection card. We'd love for you to grab that. Let us know. You can take that to our welcome table uh, in the foyer back here uh, and drop that on your way out. And that's just our opportunity to say thank you for being here, and, uh, and we want to send a gift to you and just say thank you. So do that. If you're online with us, you can go to our website, newriverfellowship.com slash connect, or click the connect button, and you can do the same thing. Let us know that you're hanging with us. We'd love to be able to send you guys a gift as well. So please, please do that. Family, you guys can continue your worship of the Lord through uh, giving our act of saying, God, we trust you above all as our, our Father and provider. We do that through tithes and offerings. That's just one uh, uh, personal step that we all get to take. Thank you for doing that. Uh, and you have multiple ways for you to be able to do that online text mail. And of course, we have boxes in the back if you're that old school, like I'm dropping this thing in here for Jesus, all right? So that's awesome. We're going to jump right in. I need everybody to grab their Bibles, Ezekiel chapter 36. I'm really excited about this morning, but we got a ton to cover. God's given us a ton of vision for us as a church. We are finishing this morning, unpacking the vision for our church. We've been doing going through this series of time to build uh, and what God is building in us as a people. We've been unpacking all of the, the, the traits and characteristics and culture that God is uh, shaping us with and by, but we want to kind of bring it all together and make sure that everyone knows exactly what it means to be a part of this family. So that's what we're doing. Um, many years ago, the Lord dropped a scripture down to my wife. She was just searching the Lord out and, and out, it was literally out of nowhere. The Lord dropped Ezekiel 36 literally into her lap. And she was just searching the Lord out in this moment uh, of her life and just asking God, what are you doing? And, and where are you? And what, what, are you, what are you shaping in me? And, and he gave her this text, Ezekiel 36. And I want us to read it because... Um, it has, it's, it's made a journey all the way to, to this people in this time. Ezekiel 36. Now, I want to just qualify this. This is a word of God over the nation of Israel and his promise to them and his total faithfulness. And, th and this, is, this word continues to this day, and he will continue to accomplish his purposes in his covenant people, Israel. But this word uh, is a prophetic word over the people, and yet it, it lands on us in a unique and special way. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 9. 9, 4, behold, I am for you, and I'll turn to you, and you shall be tilled and sown, and I'll multiply people on you, the house of Israel, all of it, the cities shall be inhabited, and the waste places rebuilt, and I'll multiply in you man and beast, and they shall multiply and be fruitful, and I will cause you to be inhabited as in your former times, and I will do more good to you than ever before. Then you will know that I am the Lord. That day, the Lord gave that 
scripture, certainly over the house of Israel, but to her very personally in a personal way. And of course, one of the great things about marriage is that the promises that God gives to your spouse, you get those too, right? So I got to just step into this promise and I get to get, get to be a part of this and just seeing this unfolding where the Lord says, whatever broken things have happened in the past, I'm gonna come over you and I'm gonna multiply on you all my goodness and I'm gonna do more good to you than you ever thought before and then you will know that I am the Lord. That promise is carried over, so certainly over my wife's life, but then in, in, into our family. So as he called there, we have the number 36. Oh yeah, it's, it's literally inscribed in the inside of my wedding ring. Uh, and so this, this word has sat over us as a family. So you'll find the number 36 everywhere uh, in our family. In fact, when we set up our kids' email accounts, even when they were kids, it was like, you're gonna have 36 in here, man. This thing is gonna sit, this word is gonna sit. Ezekiel 36, so it's like Luke Robertson 36. I don't know what your actual email is. Probably don't need to say that on the internet. But anyway, um, the point is this. 36 is going to be a proclamation over our life. But here's the beautiful thing. That as God has done that over my wife, and then as he's done that over me, guess what? That is, a, this, that is the promise for this church. What we have found is that this word has um, gone through the days and the months and the years and the ages, and it's coming, and we believe that we've seen God unfolding it in many ways, and that that is a part of the promise of this church. Three and a half years ago, my wife and I and our family we were a part of a really large church in rural West Texas. Uh, <clears throat> grew up, we, we, my wife and I are both from Texas. The Lord began to call us out, began to give us a heart. We, we, were, we were doing great things and touching lots of people's lives, but the Lord began to stir in our heart and he called us out. And so we came here and Don Finto connected us with this incredible, beautiful family. And so we began to go through this conversation process and interviews and talking. And uh, as we got through this process, um, the Smith family who actually started this church, they allowed us to go out to their farm. And so we're literally, um, we're in there at, at their farm and they're in the house. And my wife and I are laying, our faces are on the ground. And we're just crying out to the Lord, Lord, is this what you have for us? Is this what you're doing? Are you saying, leave your family and leave your state, which is kind of its own little nation thing, which is a whole nother, you know, conversation for another day, right? So you don't ever think you're going to leave Texas. Are you asking us to leave the nation of Texas? Are you asking us to leave our families and everything that we've ever known to come and join with this group of people? And so we're there and we've got tears in our eyes and the Lord's saying yes to us. And so we are, we're, it's anchored in our heart and this Ezekiel 36 promises, I'm gonna do more good and I'm gonna multiply on you and we're trusting him. So we stand up and we're saying, okay, we're doing this. And we get in the car and we turn on the car and the radio station, we're just in this rental car. We don't know what radio, we don't know any of the radio stations in town, but the radio station's on. And the George Strait song, classic song, All My Exes Live in Texas, comes on. That's why I hang my hat in Tennessee. And we knew Jesus was there. It was like, oh my gosh, the Lord has spoken. This, I mean... Now, you know, Mary gets a visitation from the angel. We get all my exes live in Texas, but it was real. Jesus was there and we knew it. And I was like, if God, listen, you know that God uses country music. It's going to be about Tennessee. It's going to be about country music. We were so thankful for that moment of saying yes to the Lord. And without question, we knew that he, that he had confirmed it and he confirmed it. And please, we didn't come here on a on a, on a George Strait song. We had many other confirmations, but it was telling in that moment for us just to say, hey, Lord, you've been unfolding more and more and more of your promises. 
This is who you are and this is what you do in our lives. And I share that story only to say that what we have experienced is what God wants to do in all of our lives is there are more promises that God's wanting to speak over you and to speak over this house as a family. And I'm so thankful for that. And so God said, hey, I want you to come here and I want you to help shape this church family and I want this church family to begin to shape us. And those, listen, being shaped is so great in many ways and it can be so painful in many ways, right? That anytime God wants to do works of life and transformation, that he asks you to say, give up the things that are former and come into what I'm asking you to come into and to trust me in it. And so that's been good. And so we've gotten to see the Lord shift and change and move over the last three, three and a half years and that God began to solidify this team here and bring incredible families. And as sure as I look at you, and I'm looking at you guys through online, but as sure as I look and see you, that God has brought incredible people here to help shape who we are. And then as God has began to solidify this family and bringing uh, uh, leaders for kids ministry and student ministry and worship and all of the things that we've had going on, as sure as that happened, uh, uh, March of 2020 hits and all of our lives get turned upside down. And what we saw was God beginning to do a shaking of all things, as he says and promised he, had, he would, including his church. And we've seen the sh church shaken. And that's a beautiful thing, if not an, uh, an unnerving thing, because what you have to do when there's a shaking is ask the question, okay, God, who are you and what are you doing? Because when there's a shaking in our lives, right, the, there's a tendency in our flesh to go, why? Why me? Why is this happening to us, right? Why are we going through this hardship? And that's, those aren't wrong or bad questions, but the first and most important question is, okay, God, who are you and what are you doing? Help us to see what you're accomplishing. And I love the fact that part of the shaking that's taken place, at least in the Western church, is for Jesus to begin to say that the way forward in my people is going to be through authentic relationships and community. That the days of showing up to the cool meetings because nobody can show up to anything at this point anymore without feeling a little bit awkward. What he was saying is the way forward for my church is going to be connected with each other. Authentic and real relationships. So we began to just press into that. We brought even church leaders in and we began to ask, Lord, who, okay then, if, if the way forward for his church is through authentic community, then what is it going to look like for us as a people? Uh, what does that mean? And so we just begin to ask, okay, well, who's living here? Who's living here in Middle Tennessee? Who's living here in Williamson County? Who's living here in Franklin? And just we began to process those as a church leadership and begin to ask that question. And what we felt more and more is this, in the days ahead, the church is going to be less about how many cool meetings you can put together and more and more about authentic and meaningful relationships that transform. So what we said is, okay, God, then would you, we're opening our, our lives up, that we want to do this thing with each other, that we're going to be less inclined to finding out the coolest ways to do meeting and more just to say, how can we walk together and be real with each other and see God transform our lives? That's what we're doing, and that's where we are headed. People are more interested now in something that's real and authentic. In a day where there is so much uh, what feels like either fluff or garbage that's put forward, whether it's through social media or news outlets or whatever the case may be, what people are so desperate to find now is something that's real and authentic. This is the moment for Jesus' church to shine. Because 
of what Jesus has accomplished for us on the cross through his death and resurrection, what he has given to each one of us is freedom to be real. The freedom to be real and the freedom to step into a new destiny that's powerful and beautiful. And this is what the Lord has for us. And so God's shaped us as a church over this time, but he's shaping his church. And we just want to have our hands open wide to say, God, we want to make sure that we're doing what you're calling us to and saying yes to you. And so the aim of this church is going to be really, really simple in the days ahead. We're going to love Jesus. We're going to love people. And we're going to make disciples. This is the call on the church. It's always been the call on the church. And so we want to just continue to say yes to that. And so the question is, well, what does that mean? That's beautiful and it's simple. What does that mean? We believe the Lord's given us six characteristics of our church. Things that will shape who we are, the way that we do ministry, the way that we do discipleship, the way that we call each other up, the way that we serve one another, these characteristics. And we've unpacked these over the last several weeks, but I just want to encapsulate that so that you know exactly, if I'm going to be a part of this family, if I'm going to be a part of what God is doing here at New River, then this is what he's, he's doing in me. And this is what we're going to press for, and this is what we're going to ask God to do in each of us. Number one, we're going to know and love Jesus. Jesus is the centerpiece of this church. There's no person, no human, no type of ministry. Jesus is the centerpiece. We want to know him, all that he is, and love him. We want to grow in, in deeper affection for the Son of God. We want to see him unveiled and revealed in new and fresh ways. And I can guarantee you this, whatever layers you have peeled back to see the goodness of God, there are layers deeper still. We're going to spend time knowing him and walking with him. Second, we want to host God's presence. We're going to be a people that say this. Jesus promised that he would send his Holy Spirit, his helper, his comforter to all that call on his name. And there are yet deeper and richer levels of partnership to have with him. When we say host God's presence, you ask the question, well, doesn't everybody get the Holy Spirit of God? Aren't they sealed by the Holy Spirit of God when they call on the name of Jesus? Absolutely. And yet there are deeper levels of partnership the Lord's calling you to. There is a, a, a deeper listening and a deeper learning and a deeper partnership and a deeper understanding of having God's presence on us. In church, that doesn't mean just here on Sunday mornings, and it certainly doesn't just mean through uh, internet or social media or any of those things. What that means is when we host God's presence, we're carrying him with us everywhere we go, to the grocery store, with our families, at dinner time, at the workplace, through the Zoom meeting, asking for God's presence to actively lead and guide us all the time. We're going to be pressing more and more and more into that. We want to be a people who live in authentic community, which means this, that you can come here and be real, that this will be a church where you can come with all your battle scars and wounds and not be judged and yet be called to greater things. That we can come in here and be real, right? Because we all have real life. We can all come in and we can put on church face. And what we're saying is this won't be a church to put on the church face but we can come in and be real with each other and grow with each other and say, here's the things I'm wrestling through. Here's the things, here's the thing, new things I'm wrestling through. Here are the old things I'm wrestling through. But also, how can, how can I walk forward? And, and what does it mean for us to be a part of a people that say, yes, we're gonna walk with you through these things? I, I, I am so thankful for the opportunity to be able to be accepted and loved for who you are and yet at the same time be 
loved and called up into something new. Because this is who God is and this is what he does, is he makes new creations. And that's where we're headed, to be made new creations. We're gonna find freedom in Christ, which means we all have our broken places and yet God is doing his work of restoration that you and I are right now fully made holy and righteous. I'm gonna just as sure as I say this to you, I want you to hear this word. You are right now clothed in the garments of the king of the universe. That's how the father sees you. And yet he is making you more like him. And that is that journey that every one of us has, is that we're going to be set free by a new identity of being made totally pure and holy before the king of the universe, and yet God is growing us in greater ways and greater measures. And there is power to overcome the shame, toxic shame that sits over us in the past, and there is power to say yes to the places that God's asking us to step out in faith. And as sure as you, as you are, a fo- if you are a follower of Jesus, you're here in the room or you're with us online, if you are a follower, of Jesus, let me tell you, there is more for you to step into. And there is power to do it. Freedom in Christ is about being, uh, having the Holy Spirit inhabit us and move us forward. And that's what he wants to do. We will be a people who serve with humility. That there are, there, there's a call in our life to help love and bless other people. And there are so many ways, and even as sure as I see the people in this room, and I know you guys joining us online, so many different gifts and talents and abilities, they're all meant to be employed for one purpose, the glory of God. We're gonna serve with humility to step into. And with humility means we don't set back and think, ah, I couldn't be used because I don't have my life together. Humility says the Lord would use a broken vessel even like me to touch people's lives, so I'll say Yes. And I love that that's what the Lord's calling us to do. And finally, we're gonna be a people that just give generously, give of our time, give of our resources, give of our energy, give of all that God has granted to us. I love the passage in Genesis when God is first grabbing Abraham. His name's not even Abraham yet, it's Abram. And he says, listen to me, I'm going to bless you more than you could possibly imagine. And that blessing is meant to touch everyone else. You're gonna be a blessing to everyone. I'm going to bless you that you might be a blessing. So these are the markers on us as a people that God would take all of these things and shape us. That these are the things that we'll be pressing forward and asking God to do and preaching on and singing. And this is the aim of our church body in the days ahead. And our prayer is that we will become more and more an authentic community that is reaching for God's presence growing in new measures of freedom from our past and freedom to step into our future, full of the Holy Spirit, God's presence, and his leading into becoming a real community. Making disciples, building relationships. And that's what this church is about. And so here's the question. How do we align ourselves? How are we gonna align ourselves with this vision? What does it look like to be a part of this? How can we actually actively live it out? Number one, we come together. We just started this. We're gonna come together once a month and pray. We're just gonna, we're actually, we're gonna eat and pray because those are the two best things in life anyway, right? Is we're gonna come together, enjoy a meal and pray. And I want to ask you, I'm gonna ask you guys, even online, if you're not maybe comfortable coming on Sunday, but maybe Thursday, Make time in your schedule for this. As much as you can, carve this time out. 
because we're gonna come together to pray and ask the Lord to move. Ask the Lord to move in us as a church. We're gonna ask the Lord to move in our city. We're gonna ask the Lord to use us in ways that we can't even imagine. I think somebody was even praying that this morning uh, before we started uh, service. Um, and just, uh, in fact, we prayed that during our worship time, just that God would do things beyond anything that we could even comprehend. But it starts with prayer. Now, here's one great thing. You can hang on to this. You will never regret one minute given to prayer in your life, never once. You'll regret a lot of things in your life, okay? Binging that awkward show on Netflix, you'll probably regret that, okay? All right? You're gonna have many things you can regret in this life. You'll never regret one moment given to prayer, ever. Won't happen. So let's do this together. We're gonna come together once a month and eat and pray and worship and say, God, shape us, change us. And as we pray together, we'll be molded into his image. And I can't wait to see more and more of that. Number two, it is imperative that you are a part of a group in this church. And we wanna unveil, if, if we will unveil, I wanna give you three categories of groups that we want you, that one of these groups, one of these kinds of groups are gonna be important for you to be a part of. We have three designations of groups that you can do here, community groups, study groups, and microgroups. These are the kinds of communities that you can jump into. Community groups are just those groups where we come together to build relationships with each other, to encourage and care for each other, to be like-minded together. Uh, those groups can range in lots of different ways. We have groups that, that uh, discuss the, the messages from Sunday. Some of those groups can be organized oriented toward hobbies that you're going to listen. You like hiking, then you're going to get together twice a week and hike and pray and encourage each other. Or maybe you guys want to get together and you want to do the grilling thing. You get together a couple times a month, you grill, and then you ask Jesus to move among you, whatever that needs to look like. We have life stages, empty nesters, young marrieds, men, women, areas of interest, finances, marriage, parenting, all those kinds. There's lots of different kinds of community groups that we can create, but the purpose of those is to build a relationship with each other and to care for each each other. There's study groups. Study groups are an opportunity for you to go a little deeper to, to say, God, theologically, would you shape us and transform us? And we're asking, we're going to study parts of the word of God or ask God to unpack uh, different topical studies, faith or freedom, or to be able to grow in different biblical understanding or knowledge that leads to transformation. We don't want to just do groups for doing groups. We want to say, God, transform us. And so if you're looking for something deeper, then we want to help create study groups for you and with you. And then finally, micro groups. Microgroups are those places for two, three, four max to be able to come together and say, hey, for a season, we're going to go deep with each other. We're going to un unpack our lives. We're going to be real. And we're going to ask God to help us obey, to obey the word of God, help shape us just to two or three in a safe environment to say, okay, Lord, what are you doing? How can you uh, shape us into people who look more and more and more like you? And we're thankful for that. We just launched this kind of groups. We only have just a couple going, but I'm telling you, I think, let me tell you, one of these kind of groups works for you and you need to be a part of one.
It's just that if you want to come and be a part of this community, I love coming together on Sunday mornings and lifting up the name of Jesus and doing what he does when all the believers come and our, my faith gets stirred up when we come here together. But I'm telling you, the best part of this church will be you coming into community and being vulnerable and real about your life and saying, hey, can, I, can we get some partners to do this thing together? It's gonna to be incredibly important for us to do this. And I, I actually foresee kinds of groups that happen outside of the walls of this church with maybe people that never even show up to our building. Meaning this, I think the groups, these groups are so important. I would love to see a day where they're, we're resourcing you as a group leader or someone who's leading groups with people that might never come. In fact, right now, you know people who aren't ever coming to a church service, but they will hang out with you a couple of, time, a couple of times a week in a break room at your office or maybe a couple of times at a coffee shop a month to bring some people together and see disciples made. They might never come in this room, but they may don't even join us online, but you get to be a part of shaping and seeing the kingdom of God move forward. It's time to start inviting people into groups. And I, I wanna make that invitation to each one of us because it's no longer about all the cool meetings. What it is about is real relationship being built. And I would love to see more and more in that. That's the call in our lives is to see disciples made and we'll see it happen through these intentional kinds of groups. And we wanna help resource you and build and train in many ways and whatever ways we can help you step into this role of being a part of these kind of communities. So those are the communities that you can be a part of. I also wanna say we're starting uh, next week, uh, our Connect class. If you're interested in, if you're not yet a part of this body, meaning saying, I wanna be a member here, I wanna be a part of this, church family. We have a connect class. We're launching it. We hadn't done it since the pandemic. We're opening it back up. If you're interested in being a part of this, then we'd love for you to come during our River U hour from 11 to 11.45. I just want to go, what does it look like or mean for me to be a part? How can I more specifically step into this church family and how can I become a part of this family? Um, you can come to our connect class. If you're interested in being a, uh, a member here, then we'd love for you to come to that. Listen and hear. And if you're interested in joining our church, you can after that, but certainly you won't, won't have to, but we want to be able to share more and more about that. Now, uh, what did I say? Oh, yeah, so, okay, so next thing, sorry, uh, I got lost here. There's so many things going on. All right, so that's, that's us building up our community. We want to build up our community. This is what God's doing here. Secondarily, we're building up our facility here building up our facility. You will see and have seen, we are right now in phase one, which is just updating our church building to better facilitate relationships. So you'll see if you've had a chance to drive around the back, we built a brand new porch uh, and we're creating a new entryway into our church. So you currently come in right over here uh, into our church, but it's a very small foyer. So when you're talking to someone, you're like, hey, how was your day? This is super awkward, okay? And all we just wanna do is like help create some like pandemic elbow space, right? Just to be able to say, hey, let's do, we want to continue to hang out and do a relationship, but we need a little more elbow room. So our, the new entryway into our church is going to come through our fellowship hall. So it becomes the new entry. So what we did is we built a big old porch. We're going to put tables on and we want you to hang out. We're going to finish out that area as a courtyard for the purpose of this, doing relationships with each other. In fact, everything we're doing is about building community and relationships. We'll have a courtyard for you to be able to hang out or we'll have a porch for you to be able to hang out or you'll come into the room and that'll be an opportunity for you to have a little bit of elbow space to connect with each other. It also will 
double as both a classroom and a small group area as well. So th that's happening right now. Uh, those are just uh, some of the facility things that are taking place, at least during this part of the update. Uh, so we want to continue to host groups, new courtyard, new porch, new entryway. Phase two, which will come down the road as we have further uh, uh, ability or further finances or resources for it, is a kid's playground and picnic tables for the purpose of, you guessed it, building community with each other, right? And so there's nothing better than being able to release the kids to go play on the playground and then being able to sit back and try to work through and say, God, what do you want to do? So we'll uh, ride out to this area, what is our current area, uh, our current entry area. We're going to turn this into, it's kind of the back of the church. We're putting a new, this will be a new kids play. This is phase two. So this might be, we need to pray and ask God to help us with this, right? But uh, down the road, we'll do a, a kids playground for the kids to be able to play, have a great time, but not just to be use on Sundays, but throughout the week, picnic tables there to be able to say, we want to do small groups. I'd love to see moms or families doing small groups at these picnic tables while the kids are having a blast. Cool. And then uh, phase three is we want to turn our kitchen. Our kitchen will remain a kitchen, but we'll also, we want to turn it into a great meeting room. So we just want to turn it into a space where you guys can hang and do some more small groups. So the, the whole point of this is to say, hey, here's this incredible facility that God's given to us. We just want to uh, anchor it down and say, Lord, help us to do community here. You're not, if, if you don't want to meet in your homes, you want to be able to meet up here, we'll open the building up whenever you guys are ready to do small groups. Uh, but the point is, is this, this will be anchored. This will be, we'll, we're pivoting this to be able to do community with each other. So that's what we're doing. And so uh, those are the, the phases for the building. You might ask the question, well, what about all those that are out, outside of our church? Well, one, a few things. Uh, we have uh, went live last night, a brand new website. So we just launched a brand new website. It's our way of just trying to say, hey, it's the digital age, and we want to be able to make uh, our church available to people. So we're oriented this to be able to make, have easier access to messages and classes. If you're not able to come to Riverview from time to time, we have all of those available for you. We have uh, all the descriptions of the different groups that we have, the core values, our culture that God's building here, all of those things are available to you. So that literally went live last night. So if you know someone that's looking for a church home or asking questions, you can point them to the website. Hopefully we get to answer most of the questions, but more importantly, it make it easier for you to be able to get uh, the content that we are creating here, both on Sundays and at other times, to be able to stay up with what God is doing here. Also, in two weeks, we're starting a brand new message series called Bless. And what we're asking God to do is this. God, will you give us simple strategies to bring the gospel into everyday places by just giving us uh, an understanding of how to bless people. That we're going to grow in relational evangelism. Evangelism is the scary word, but at the end of the day, all we want to do is for people to see the goodness of Jesus. And so we're going to unpack over a few weeks what it means to be able to bless, bless people, bless our city, and how can we do relational evangelism in ways that are meaningful for people and help people know that there's a God that loves them. So that's what we're going to be doing. That's, that sermon series is, is coming up. And then we are actively right now trying to work and recruit and putting a team of leaders together to help us organize outreaches and service opportunities to be able to touch our city. 
And so we're putting that team together, working to put that team together right now. In fact, if you have a passion for service projects and outreaches into the community, that's something that stirs your heart. We'd love to hear from you. You can email me or email info at newriverfellowship.com. And we'd love to be able to say, hey, let's put a team together to help facilitate more outreach into our community. So that's what's coming uh, in the days ahead in terms of us being a people that reach out uh, beyond these uh, walls. And then finally... We are building up our leadership. And this is that part where we all get to start praying and stepping into. That it's time for more of us to continue to say, yes, God, how do you want to, how can you use me to help shape this body and to shape our community? And so we want to continue to build us up as leaders. In fact, I think what it means when we, when we talk about serving with humility as one of our core values, what we really mean is, what does it mean to be a leader in the kingdom? What does it look like to be a leader? And so what we did is we just took some time to ask a few core questions with those that are helping lead and shape our church family right now, our staff and elders. And I wanted you to have an opportunity. You guys get to hear from me all the time, but I wanted you to have an opportunity to just hear from the people that actually make this church family go and are doing the hard work of investing into uh, the future of this church and this church family. And so we put a video together. I want you guys to take a look. Hi, my name is Keith Robertson, and I am the lead pastor for our church family. My name is Megan Robertson, and I'm a part of the prayer team in our church family. My name is Ben DeBose, and I'm one of the elders here at this church family. My name is Grace Keener, and I'm the kids' ministry director for our church. My name is Lindsay Jackson, and I oversee all things production here, along with taking care of our student ministry. My name is Heather Lambius, and I'm the administrative assistant. Being a part of this church has meant truly an unfolding of promises for our family. We uh, moved here from Texas to be a part of this church, and it's also just meant a place to find friends who are like family, who um, are co-laborers together, champions for what God is doing in each other. And then also it's been the place where my kids will grow up in an understanding of the Bible and who God is and His character and having people to help uh, be the village around us that teaches our kids that means the world to us as parents. Being new to Franklin and um, just coming to this church, we had such a warm welcome and just instantly started growing friendships um, that became our church family very quickly and helped us feel very connected. And we quickly discovered that the teaching is very genuine and that the worship is just seeking after God. I think the biggest impact that this church has on me is just uh, encountering and meeting people and being shaped by those people and that each time we come together I get to think about who someone is and what that does and what that means for me and how it shapes me as a person how I can grow and I get to be transformed more and more like Jesus by hanging out with this group I mean, for me personally, this has been a church where I've had some healing in terms of, you know, past experiences with church that maybe weren't as positive as this one. This has been a place for me to really uh, grow in that area. Also, I got married just there, so that was pretty big for me. It's been really meaningful to me to see the generosity of the people in this church family and how kind the people here are. Being a part of this church has been 
immensely important to me and my family, both as a father and as a husband. Uh, being able to grow in a community like this with people around you, me who are pushing me forward, pushing me upward, getting to pick up the phone and call Pastor Keith or one of the other elders and, and just ask for wisdom and, and, and get it. And so I, I've loved pouring in and being poured into it. I am very excited for the future of this church. Um, I have had the privilege of being a part of um, this vision casting and hearing the hearts of the leaders um, of this church. And I just have um, such a confidence that they are seeking um, truth from God, that they are seeking His presence and His face, and that this is an authentic house of worship. I'm really excited to watch our church family grow more in discipleship and looking more like Jesus. I know this is something we have to do together, which is why it's so valuable. And I'm also really excited to see our church grow from this because families tend to grow whenever they're seeking to be healthy together. So I'm really excited about the energy that I'm experiencing here on Sunday mornings and whenever we get together. It's been um, just the, this, this energy towards discipleship, this push towards discipleship, towards becoming the best sons and daughters of God that we can be. Um, that's what I'm super excited about. I am excited about just all the joy ahead. I think our best days are ahead. Um, I get that excited feeling when I walk into church lately, like God's just up to things. And I feel like each Sunday I walk in, there's more um, life and there's a chance to encounter God and encounter each other. And it just feels like there's a, some wind at our back as a church and it's exciting to be a part of. I feel most excited about our church family having an impact in the community around us. Um, for God to move and change and transform us and for us to invite other people into that and to, for us to be a people that are taking the kingdom and the gospel into other places. I feel most excited about all the ways our church is gonna have an impact in the lives of so many people, both here in Middle Tennessee, but then around the world. I'm most excited to see in the days ahead the ways that God moves in this community. You know, we have such a incredibly deep, resource of people here who are their commitment to the Lord and their leadership and their you know ministry passions I think God is forming a really intentional group of people together and I'm excited to see the reasons why God has put this group of people together for this time and season because I think there's impact we have on the community here that we're yet to see and there's people who you know may have been wounded with church experiences or are disconnected from God and there's an opportunity for, for us here to really uh, help with some of that healing process. One of the things that I love doing, um, even as the lead pastor, is just being a microgroup leader and, and sitting down with three or four guys and asking the Lord to change us and transform us and being vulnerable and real and calling uh, each other into um, greater levels of what the Lord has. So I love getting to do that. Of course, I love getting to preach because it's awesome. I love being a part of the prayer team because I love getting a sense of what God has put in people. You know, it's like we we go home and we, um, we get a sense of our identity and our purpose and our calling, and then we get to come together on a Sunday morning and share that within our body. And then, so I get to hear snippets of that on the prayer team 
and then I get to come alongside and partner with that. And that's really exciting just to get a sense of what God is up to. Personally, I'm really excited about the microgroups. Um, just meeting with two, three other people to spur one another on and become the, the best yeah, sons and daughters of Jesus. I'm probably most excited about leading our kids ministry team and kids in discipleship, which is something that kids can do too. It's so important for them to learn that hosting God's presence is important, but also we know that kids think it's fun. I'm excited with our students in particular for them to be uh, growing in godly character and understanding what it means to be a Christian in the world. You know, it's a, it's a different time even from when I grew up to now. The uh, type of questions they have and the type of conversations they have on a daily basis. I'm excited for them to really know and understand who God is at a deep level and to have the toolkit to be able to relate to the people around them as leaders and guide our culture in the days ahead. Uh, and then also from a production side, I love that we get the opportunity to communicate the gospel in ways that maybe we've never done before. Love Jesus, love people, make disciples. Aren't those people great? Those are great. Those are great people, and I, I and and I love the um, um, I love the community that God's building here. And even as I say that, I love you guys. And I love this. I, I love the people in this room, and I love the, you guys that are joining us online. And I'm thankful for an opportunity to grow uh, your our leadership together. In fact, I just. Um, if, if we wanted to land in any way, we want to say it's time for each of us to grow our leadership. In fact, leadership is an important thing. We're asking God to continue to bring leaders. We want to uh, announce to you this morning, we have a new candidate for eldership in our church. Um, I don't know many of you that know Kevin Gabhart. Kevin, I'm going to ask you to stand. Do you know Kevin? Kevin and Lisa are uh, an incredible family here uh, in our church, along with so many incredible families. But I've asked uh, Kevin to, you, you guys stand. I've asked Kevin, we, we as an eldership have unanimously asked Kevin to come on um, as an elder. So what that means is this, for the next 30 days, we have a 30-day window that uh, um, will say, hey, if there's any any reason, if there's any biblical reason that you feel like uh, Kevin is not, uh, does not meet the a biblical mandate for eldership, then we have a window to explore those things. And if we don't hear from you or if Kevin does not hear from you, if you have maybe a personal bone to pick with Kevin, you got 30-day window to talk with him about it. Um, but and, and we say it in jest, but at the same time, we take eldership very seriously. The, the word of God is very clear about his mandate on church leaders. And we just want to say yes to the word of God about that. And so we're thankful for uh, uh, the testimony that Kevin has had in our church. And so we've asked him to come on. So we have a 30-day window. And if we we don't hear from anyone during that time, then in 30 days, uh, he'll, he will come on and we'll install him here and get a chance to lay hands and pray on him. So you guys say thank you to Kevin. I appreciate you guys do that. So 
hey, God is doing incredible things. And all, all of these things, all of even talking about the vision is to say, in what ways is the Lord stirring your heart to just say yes to him? Because there's something the Lord, there's new yeses in our heart toward the Lord. It might be there's new levels of leadership that the Lord is calling you to. And it's just time to say, I'm calling Pastor Keith this week and we're gonna talk through this, but I know that God's got more on my life and I would just wanna say yes to it. It might just be that you've been hanging in the background and not been a part of community. It's, you're cool with maybe coming and singing and, and being a part of Sunday morning, but there's more community that you're meant to be a part of and more ways where it, it's time for the, the, the body of Christ to begin shaping you and you helping shape the body. Because it's not about how good you are or how great your life is or how much you've got lined up. Because newsflash, none of us have it lined up. But we wanna do this life together and asking the Holy Spirit to direct us and shape us and change us and transform us. And so that's the call on our lives. That's the call in this church is to let's join and link arms together. So that's my question. What's new for you? What is the new places the Lord's calling you into to say, yes to him? What's the new yes that the Lord is fashioning in your heart for you just to go, yep, I'm partnering with it, with you this way today. I'm saying yes to you and I'm going to take a step. I'm saying yes to your purposes and your plans over my life and I'm not holding back because God has plans for my life and I'm saying yes to him. You guys stand with me. I'm going to just pray this over us and then we're going to finish this morning in worship and just asking God to anchor his heart and his life and his truth in our family, for him to anchor the yes in our spirit for what Whatever it is that the Lord's calling us to. And I'm gonna pray. In fact, if you would, would you just say, Lord, what yes? What's the new yes that you're asking me to partner with you? What is something that you're asking me to step into? Maybe something Keith talked about. Maybe there's something completely different, but the Lord's saying, speaking something to you and just say, hey, son or daughter, I'm asking you to come with me. Father, I'm asking right now, all over this room, for everyone that's joining us online, I'm asking, God, that you would begin to reveal what is the yes that you're putting in our heart? What is the place that you're calling us to say yes to you, to not hold back, but to trust you for greater days ahead? What is the thing that you're saying? Just ask him right now. I'll just give you a few seconds.